Remember who you are. Today we celebrate the baptism of the Lord. And as we celebrate the baptism of Jesus, it today provides us a good opportunity to reflect upon the mystery of our own baptism. For most of us, we don't remember our baptism. Because for most of us, we were little babies when we were baptized. And so we couldn't, we didn't have the intellectual capacity to reflect upon the mystery of our baptism. And so every year, as Mother Church presents before us the mystery of Jesus' baptism, it provides us also an opportunity to think about our own baptism. So what happened? When you were baptized. When I was baptized. When we were baptized, we were washed clean of all sin. Original sin, personal sin, all gone. When we were baptized, we were incorporated into the body of Christ. St. Paul says, you are now in Christ. In Christ You are a new creation. We were reborn of water and the Spirit, washed in the blood of the Lamb at the fountain of baptism, and incorporated into the body of Christ. And because you and I are in Christ, that means that we are children of God. You are my son, my beloved. You are my daughter, my beloved. Because we are in Christ, we hear the words that God the Father spoke to Jesus today. Not as words spoken to somebody else. Not as words spoken about somebody else. But as words from God your Father to you. From God, my Father, to me. Not because we deserve it. Not because we've earned it. But because Jesus Christ, God Himself, died on a cross, rose from the dead, and incorporated us into His baptism. Because by the power of the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ, which we celebrate today, that font and the font in which you were baptized becomes a part of the Jordan River. Becomes a part of the river wherein Jesus Christ was baptized and fills us with grace. I want you to close your eyes for a second. And imagine that you're, you're there at the baptism of Jesus. And imagine that you're not just there, but you're in the water. And you walk up to John. And imagine John is there and Jesus is there. And Jesus takes the water. 
and He pours it over your head. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You look up and you hear the voice of the Father. You are my beloved. In you I delight. You are my beloved, my beloved son, my beloved daughter. In you, I delight. God delights in you. No matter what you've done, no matter where you are, no matter where you screw up, God delights in you. You can can open your eyes if you want. I don't know how it felt to hear those words. In you I delight. God delights in you. I hope that you could fully receive those words. But for most of us fallen human beings, we have a little resistance. Resistance that sounds something like this. God must not know what I did. God must not know how many things I've screwed up in my life. God must be talking to somebody else. For most of us fallen human beings, we believe this lie that we're not good enough. We're not worthy enough. We're not holy enough for God to delight in us. Most of us believe this lie that we've got to do something for God to love us. But most of you in here are parents. And if you're a parent, you know what it, what it feels like to love a little baby, to delight in a little baby, to watch a little baby sleep with a smile on your face. When that little baby doesn't do a thing, Little baby, your child hasn't earned your love, hasn't done anything. But yet you delight in the little baby. The baby grows up, and the baby begins to do things, some of which are cute, and some of which are not. The baby turns two years old and learns the toddler's favorite word, no. The baby grows up more. And you still love him. And you still delight in him. And the baby makes mistakes. 
and not a baby anymore, child, teenager, young adult, adult, makes mistakes, does bad things, does good things, hurts you sometimes, makes you feel like the best person in the world sometimes. And never, ever, ever do you stop delighting in that child. Never, ever, ever do you stop loving that child? Even when the child's aggravating or, or does wrong thing. And if you and I, who are mere human beings, can love children that much, how much more does God love you? If you can delight in your child that much, how much more does God delight in you? Because you and I have been given the gift of becoming His children when we were baptized. And nothing can take that away. We were unrighteous. We were unjust. We were stuck in sin. And Jesus came, as He tells John the Baptist today, to fulfill all righteousness. Maybe you've wondered what that means. Well, the Greek word there, I think it's pleoreo, means to fill up. And the fact is that you and I were empty of righteousness. You and I were empty of justice. You and I did not have the goodness of God within us, the goodness of grace, the goodness of supernatural life. We did not have that. But by being baptized, by going to the tributary of the Jordan River that is the baptismal font in the church, you and I are filled up with righteousness and you and I are transformed. Our souls are literally changed at baptism. They are marked with the image of Jesus Christ. It's like a, like a king who sends a letter. He drips the hot wax on the seal of the letter and then he places his seal upon it with his ring. The wax bears the image of the king. And that's what happened to your soul and to my soul at baptism. We were marked with the image of our Lord Jesus Christ and nothing can take that away. We might pour out some of our righteousness by venial sin. We might empty our cup of righteousness by a mortal sin. But nothing, not even a mortal sin, can take away the image of Jesus Christ given to us. Not even a mortal sin can change God's delight in us, God's care for us, God's drawing us to Himself. Even when we are in mortal sin, all that God desires for us is that we come to confession and be forgiven. Because all that God desires for us all the time is to be in communion with Him that He can delight in us. That we can receive His delight with fullness and with integrity. Remember who you are. Because you see, what happens is, if we don't 
receive God's delight in us, if we don't realize that He has made us His beloved son, His beloved daughter, then we try to find our identity in our mission. Today is part two of a three-part series. RIM. Relationship, identity, mission. We receive our identity beloved child of God in whom He delights. From our relationship with Jesus Christ. And then we have a choice. Either we will act out of our identity as His beloved in whom He delights or We'll try to make our own identity. We'll grasp at power or fame or honor. We'll grasp at food or at lust or at other central pleasures. We'll grasp at money and a nice house and a nice car and a nice boat and at all these things. Say, to be the best in my job makes me good enough. Having so much money or so many things makes me good enough. Being physically attractive or having people who want to spend time with me makes me good enough. If we don't receive deeply from the delight of our Father, then we will be chasing after all these missions that won't in the end make us happy. But if we receive from the delight of our Father, then He will send us on our mission. Then He will show us what to do. Then He will teach us how to be great parents. He will teach us how to be faithful at our jobs. He will provide for us those things that we need to live. And we will be happy. We may not be rich, or we might, it doesn't matter. We will be happy. We may not be popular, or we might. It doesn't matter. We will be happy. We may not be physically attractive, or we might. We may not be successful, or we might. We may not be powerful, or we might. But it doesn't matter. We will be happy. Because God delights in me. Because I have remembered who I am. Here's the last thing. Do you remember the Lion King? Simba is the king. He has a mission. But he doesn't accept it. And he doesn't do it. Because he hears the voice of the enemy. You can't be king. It's your fault that your dad died. You can't be king. You're not good enough. 
It's your fault. Simba is off with a noxious warthog and a bossy meerkat eating bugs while his people are starving because he has forgotten who he is. Nala comes and begins to wake him up to the reality of his failure to take on his mission. And then Rafiki shows him to the, to the pool of water where he begins to see his father in himself. He hears then the voice of his father speak from the clouds. Simba. Remember who you are. You have forgotten who you are because you have forgotten me. You have forgotten who you are because you have forgotten me. Y'all, God has a great mission for each one of us. Way bigger and way more important than all those things that we chase after. Though most of the time, not as shining. The world is starving. Starving for the love of the Father. You see it. I see it. And God the Father is saying to you and me today, remember who you are. Take up your mission. Receive it from me. Remember who you are. You are my beloved, and I delight in you.